Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and I am so excited to welcome our special guest today, Anne Bennett. As an award-winning graphic designer and brand profit builder, Anne has helped many talented entrepreneurs illuminate, translate, and amplify their unique brands so they can stand out and instantly be visible to the folks looking for them right now. She helps them to build a head-whipping brand identity that positions their influence and explodes their profits to six figures and beyond. Her life's mission is to impact entrepreneurs to honor and unleash their rebel voice to become an outer rock star so they can amplify their brilliance and skyrocket their profits and get unruly get rich and change the world. Anne and I go way back. We met at a large event in 2012 or 13 called Be the Change. I think it was 12. Yeah. And Anne is one of those extraordinary human beings who when you see her, you know that she is just the walking embodiment of absolute confidence. And so I am so delighted to bring you here today, Anne. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. It's an honor and a privilege to be with you, really. It's just awesome to be here. And thank you for having me. Yeah. Well, and, you know, I just have loved watching your journey as we, you know, kind of had this parallel, but then off to our own different directions and then kind of coming back and then off to our own different directions journey in the internet marketing space and in the personal and professional Mm -hmm. development space. And so I want to talk to you because I find you to be one of the few people that I've ever met in the space who really does embody your message. You really fully and completely have embodied that for a very long time. And I'd love to ask you about walking your talk and talking your walk. And was Mm -hmm. this the way you've always been, Anne? Were you like one of those little kids who just was like, I'm here and I'm in and I'm taking over the world or is this something you grew into? You know, that's a really interesting question because it's like when people ask you, were you always an entrepreneur, right? And I always say, no, I wasn't. But I think, and I was also actually, I mean, certainly the kind of person that I am, like I like to say, I've never followed the rules I never have and I never will. And as a child, you know, my father was a high school principal. 
my mother was a housewife. So my father, she was very spiritual, but she was, you know, she was a stay at home mother. And my father was always about, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. And you're not pretty enough. So there was a constant kind of um, tension, if you will, to prove your worth or my worth. So I think, you know, for me, I was a rebel. So I was always like going, dad, you know, I'm going to do it my way. And he, he was always say things like, you think you can have anything you want? And I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with that? That's a great thing, right? But I think that certainly over the years, I've developed a kind of a rebel renegade way of doing things. I've always been freelance, I've freelanced for years in New York and Manhattan for all the magazines, right? Started out at Popular Mechanics as the first woman in the art department, you know, driving cars, shooting guns. I had a lot of fun with the boys. And then um, I ended up at Vogue magazine with no fashion in my portfolio. I have an enrolling, inspiring nature, mostly very unstoppable because I think I should do what I want to do, mm. how I want to do it. And so when I went into business for myself, you know, after 9-11, everything was for everybody shook big time. And for me, I just was like, okay, I'm a, the it girl. I'm on top of my game. I live in Manhattan. I own property. I have a loft. You know, it was just like the, for me, I was like the coolest thing, you know. And um, after 9-11, it became, you know, that sense of like everything outside of you doesn't matter. It's really all inside. And what do I want to do with my precious life? Mm. What I want to, to be like, how do I want to grow myself and create myself? So when I went into business, at first I was like wearing, you know, Armani suits and walking in the thing, you know, and, and people didn't really remember me. And I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> This is not working. And the more I started to allow myself to let go of this is what business looks like. This is what, if you're going to be taken seriously in the business world, you must appear like. And just started to be myself. And the more I did that, the more I got response. So then I said, you know, I'm one hell of a rebel. I'm going to build a brand that reflects who I am that reflects that. And that's really how I got started in all of that. So, you know, when I first met you, I was kind of shy, actually, in that arena. There were so many wonderful entrepreneurs that were building their businesses. And I think that I had so much more, well, always so much to learn. I'm a lifelong learner. But I think learning to love myself and accept myself during the periods when I disappoint myself or I'm disappointed about my results, I took on this whole idea of, oh, that's an opportunity. It's not a failure. It's an opportunity for something, me to iterate or change something or for me to love myself more. Because mm. I think really building a business is a tremendous amount of growth and development. As you expand, as you know, right? As you know yourself, we all know that we've been out there in the trenches. As you expand and grow and expand and grow and reach the different goals that you have for yourself, 
you're always uncomfortable. You're happy for about five minutes. And then as you stretch and stretch and stretch, you're uncomfortable again. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'd like to talk to you particularly about how being a creator, because I think that's part of what's behind that as well. Mm. That's how I see it myself. It's not that I'm unsatisfied with what I've created. It's just that I have this urge to create again because of the feeling and the joy of the creative process. So, you know, as somebody who's not only a rebel, not only an entrepreneur, but also extraordinarily creative and confident in your creativity, Can you speak at all to if you've ever, like me, had challenges with having like so much creativity and being able to channel it in a way that is actually both satisfying to you as well as cash flowing? Yeah. I mean, that's the key right there, right? Where is my money? (laughs) I'm smart. I'm brilliant. I'm beautiful. Where's my money? So I think it is a challenge to be creative, right? It's a challenge to be what I consider all of us have genius fields and creative people have more (laughs) than most. So, and they're always, you know, that idea of like the next interesting idea that you want to develop is always happening. And for me, it's been challenging and it challenges my clients. And so when they come to work with me, I always go, we're going to do one thing. (laughs) And they're like, are you freaking kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, one thing. I'm going to do one thing. Doesn't mean you can't be creative inside of it, but must choose a focus and really drive that focus. You can bring all your creativity and all your ideas to one thing. And that's, I think, the key to all of it. You know, I focused on branding and messaging because I had all those years in magazines and telling stories. And I was a painter. I'd gone to New York to pursue my art career. And constantly, I love new ideas new ideas, new thoughts. And I I realized after a while, it's actually the same idea iterated over and over and over as you master what it is and go deeper. You know, you take the vertical instead of the, you know, we're all running, trying to run to the future mostly, but you take a vertical stance and you go deep. And when you allow yourself to do that, It's such an amazing adventure because you actually don't know what's going to happen. You have to give up. Oh, I know that. And, oh, I've done that before and it didn't work or whatever it is that we do in our brain Mm -hmm. and go with this sense of curiosity and adventure and use the pieces that you need right in front of you, not a couple of years out. Most of us want to run myself. I've been very guilty of this. I'm like, how fast can we go? And can I go faster? (laughs) Are we there yet? I'm like a five-year-old in the business building zone. That can be a killer. You can run yourself into the ground. Most women for sure overdo everything and find themselves in a health crisis. Uh, And then they have to back up and rethink 
oh, I need to pay attention to myself, isn't it? Yeah, I'll raise my hand on that one. <laughs> yeah, I've done it myself. Yeah, I've done it myself. So that doesn't work. Right. Well, so what I'm hearing in that is a few layers that I, I want to unpack just a little bit. And one of the layers that I want to unpack is this idea of doing the one thing as a creator and then finally coming to the realization it's just all iterations. As soon as you were talking about that, it's mm -hmm. funny, the vision I got in my head was of me when I was a kid playing with my Don doll. And it's mm -hmm. like, our creation is, is like my little Don doll, right? And I would take off her clothes and put on different clothes and take off her clothes and put on different clothes. And I had so much joy, just, I, I didn't need 10 Don dolls. I needed lots of outfits, but right. I only needed one Don doll, right? One focus. Only one, one focus. Don doll. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get into entrepreneurship, especially those who are spiritually guided or driven or called in any way. And especially those who are creative, and there's a massive amount of fear around narrowing it down to one thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about kind of finding that one thing that's a big enough thing that you don't feel like you're, you're in FOMO, right? In, in that exactly. fear of missing out. So I think that's so um, important. Yeah, it's in so the important. in the minute or two we have before the break, can you talk about that a little? Sure, 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 sure. So when you know we think of branding, no one really understands what it is, <laughs> and how that relates to our conversation is your brand has a voice, it has a life of its own, and it's one thing. Okay, a brand is an emotional expression. It emotes, that's what it does. And it emotes one expression. And I'm not, it's not, I don't see this, a lot of us, because we want to go fast forward, we want to format and formulate. But when you're discovering what your brand wants to say, it's one thing. It's one thing that your brand wants to say. And it's your responsibility and you can get help, of course, right? We all get help and people help crystallize what our conversations are and what our brand wants to be saying. But it says one thing. So for myself, what I got when I started to really dig into this and develop some of the, I play a lot of games stuff with my clients because I'm like, let's just have some fun. And then we go really, really deep and you don't notice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of like that. I'm a little trickster that way. Yeah. So. But my brand really is me, and it's also the expression of being fully self-expressed. So when I'm fully self-expressed, I'm on brand. I'm aligned. So whatever I choose to do needs to do that. So there's all the strategies and tactics galore, and they're always changing, right? We're doing podcasting now and interviews, and there's videos and God only knows we were talking about and next will be, you know, teletransporting and <laughs> sending our holograms to each other's desks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Princess Leia in my palm. Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, it's it, my fun hair on. Right. There's always a tactic. There's always a tactic and a strategy that you can use. 
but the brand itself is you and it's your expression and you want it to emote the expression. So like Steve Jobs, for instance, he created Apple, as we all know. How did he do that? He wasn't selling computers. That's for Dell or somebody else to do. He was not doing that. He was actually selling an aspiration of who we want to be in the future when we do whatever Steve is saying, do, you know, use these creative tools to be more creative, be, mm. really be expressive. And that's what he was actually doing. And for the people who wanted to pursue that path of full self-expression, well, here's some tools to really help you do that. Yeah. And that's how he created the whole thing of Apple. Nice. We're, we're not buying computers or why well, I just got a new watch. So I'm all excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Maserati in the driveway. I do not know how to run it. So, oh, it's kind of, so it's now really you can go to be with other creatives like yourself to the Apple store and get informed and educated. We do have to take a break and it comes quickly. So I do want to just uh, let people know that we'll be letting you know where to find out more about Anne after the break. But right now we could use some help. If you're enjoying the show and want us to stay on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wickedlysmartwomen.com and also help us out by sharing this show with your mothers, sisters, daughters, uh, friends and colleagues, all your other lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. I also want to say a big thank you to all of our listeners who are downloading, rating, and reviewing. Before we left the green room today, I asked Anne what her favorite country was, and she went to Italy when she was 16 to become a painter. So we are going to shout out to all of our listeners in Italy, as well as in the good old USA, because she also told me she's a patriot. We are going to be right back with Anne Bennett. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by The Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, The Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by Women in Transition, Women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your Wealthy Life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with our special guest, Ann Bennett. You can find out more about her at annbennettmarketing.com. And her name is spelled with two N's and two T's. Her last name is spelled with two N's and two T's. But we'll have all that in the show notes for you so that you can find out more about Ann and get her help. Get her help to get on to your one thing that you can then play with and iterate and create so that you can profit with your own rebel voice, getting it out there in the world and serving and sharing your vision and your message with the people that you are meant to be impacting. So, Anne, before we went to the break, 
we were talking a little bit about, you know, how do we channel our creativity so there's cash flow? And you did mention, oh, yeah, we want the money, honey. So I'd love to have you talk just a little bit about your relationship with money, your own journey with money, and your own journey with converting your creativity into cash flow. You know, if you've had any ebbs and flows and how you navigate those for yourself and how you help your clients when they may be looking at working with you and investing a significant amount of money and maybe a little bit nervous or scared, how do you help them get over the hump to say yes to the, to the voice of their brand that's literally calling for mm -hmm. the kind of the level of support that you can provide? That's a really huge question. <laughs> it's really great. It's got a lot of layers to it. So let me start with fear. Fear is the direction you should go not the direction you should run from. And if you can allow yourself to do that and stand there facing whatever you think this thing is that is insurmountable, whether it's, uh, I don't have the money to pay for this thing and I really want to do it, or if it's, you know, I have no, I don't know how to do something. The how is really, I mean, Google. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, people. Ask your friends, Google, and get some help from someone else. How is really kind of no big deal. And I know when I first started my business, because like all of us, I started with zero. <laughs> so the first 100 is, is quite challenging, mostly because of focus, mostly because of learning, focus, understanding who you are, what are you going to offer, those kinds of things. And once you make some money, you get very simply into that iterate to awesome cycle, right? So it becomes a lot more comfortable. And you can pay your rent, <laughs> which is always great. Always a good thing. Yeah, always, always a good thing. Always good, right? <laughs> so let's get real, people. I mean, come on. So I think, you know, I mean, like most people, or maybe not. I'm not one of those people who went from zero to like half a million dollars in three years. That was not, no, no, no. I got a job at the container store, okay, <laughs> at one point making $12 an hour. And I got so sick of that, I started really making money in my own business because I was like, I am not, this is not what I'm meant for. This is not for me. I've done a lot of work in growth and development. And I have to say, my favorite, there's lots of ways to unleash your subconscious mind and make it be something that you'd rather have than what you got implanted when you were a child. My favorite way to do that is NLP and hypnotherapy, because I don't want to work. <laughs> I just want to play. The more I play, the more fun I have, the more money I make. Yeah. So to me, it's like when I'm grind. Like when I first started my business, my brother was like, "Ann, you're not a grinder. I don't know how you're ever going to be successful." <laughs> I love it when people do that because my father did the same thing. So my brother, I've replaced my dad now that he's in heaven with my brother, who is like the naysayer, right? <laughs> and he was right. I grinded myself into a heart problem, right? Mm. And uh, that was a rude awakening to, I cannot keep pushing myself like I am 20 years old or I'm 30 years old. I started this particular entrepreneurial journey when I was 55, maybe. Wow. I'm one year younger than God now, but we don't tell anyone. 
<laughs> I wish I could be that wise. But I think, you know, money, oh my Lord, it's just a, it's a hotbed of worth, self-worth a lot, I think, in my case. You know, it was like, I am my bank account for many years. And when the bank account stays at a level that's still what I consider struggling to pay the rent and, and get the groceries, it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of love for yourself, knowing that you're worth, you're worthwhile if you live in a cardboard box. Mm-hmm. You have value way beyond the material world. And I grew up in a very, I mean, the United States has got to be one, if not the most material world that you could be in. And I think that doing the meditations, the exercises, forgiveness is very big. Mm -hmm. I give forgiveness exercises to my clients so they can make money. That's like the key to it. Because you are like this magnificent manifestation of, you know, a replicant of God, as far as my belief system, my truth. Mm -hmm. So why can't you have everything that you want? Mm -hmm. What is in the way? Mm -hmm. And when you can look at it and be with it and really work with it and heal it, that's when the magic happens. I love it. Well, I, I hope wickedly smart women that you, you listened deeply there because that was some that was some pearls of wisdom that just came out of Anne's mouth. In particular, I really appreciate the idea of giving your clients forgiveness exercises so they can make money. Oh my gosh. There's that and clean your closet. (laughs) So you can get clients. Clean your closet, get clients, forgive yourself, make a lot of money. Yeah. And, and you know, the other thing I just want to underscore too, before we close, we've only got a couple more minutes is, I have the same belief and the same experience as you. When I'm having fun, I mean, fun are the first three letters in the word funds, right? So if I'm having fun, then life is just more joyful. And when I'm more joyful, I am more attractive to the world. And and so is my brand. We've got about two minutes left. So if there was one thing that you wanted to share to just inspire our wickedly smart women out there to allow their rebel voice to become the outer rock star mm-hmm. that's, that's living inside them, what would it be? I would say you have one precious life and you may have children or you may have families or maybe you're single, whatever it is. You have one precious life. And my, my biggest thing for myself and why I actually do what I do is I want to be completely used up when I slide into home. And I heard it might have been Brenda Bouchard quoting Socrates. <laughs> but I want to, at the end of your life, you want to, you're looking back and you're asking yourself, did I live, did I love, and did I matter? Mm-hmm. And that's all there is. The rest of it is all the frosting on the cake is a nice car and a beautiful spouse and whatever, you know, but I think we really need, and, and during this time period is so perfect because we're at home. (laughs) We can't distract ourselves so easily from ourselves, but you're, you know, you're made on purpose by a purpose for a purpose. Mm -hmm. So pick one, 
because some of you have many, but if you look deeply, you'll find that they're all related. So if you go deeper, 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 you'll find that one thing that we talked about. My brand wants to express this and go with that. Beautiful. I love it. Well, wickedly smart women live, love, matter. And listeners, we do love feedback. So if you enjoyed my time today with Anne, please send us some love on our listener line which we'll have in the show notes, or you can send out questions or guest suggestions to us at listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. You know, we might even give you a shout out on the show if you do send in some mail to us, and we'd love to have you join us in our online Facebook community or shop in the Wickedly Smart Women store. We will have links for that in the show notes as well. Please be sure to connect with Anne at annebennettmarketing.com if anything that came through her channel today inspired you touched your heart or maybe lit a fire under your butt to actually settle down and focus and start iterating and we are going to say thank you for tuning in keep your ears open and remember you right there you are a wonderful woman thanks for tuning in downloading and listening Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.